it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, well, well, well. Look who is back from Las Vegas, Nevada, and ready to rumble. Big week of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, coming up. It is election week. We are now one day away from the midterms. And while I was out telling jokes in Las Vegas, your president was vowing to ban all drilling for oil. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Nothing says I feel your pain. Like I'll lay off more workers, drive up prices even higher. It is for that reason now the Democrats projecting to lose the Senate, the House, the Waffle House, (laughs) the movie bringing down the house. It's a bad situation out there right now. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. It really does, but we're going to clean it up on a big Monday episode of the show. Herschel Walker is going to be here, Republican Senate candidate from the great state of Georgia. We're also going to be talking in this hour to Adam Laxalt. If you're listening on KKFT out in Reno, he is, of course, a Republican Senate candidate out in Nevada. And Tom Bevan is in the House from Real Clear Politics. He's kind of the referee of this whole thing, handles all the polling averages, and he's going to take us inside what tomorrow night could look like. And, of course, you know, two weeks from now when they actually finish counting the votes. What the hell is the world coming to? I do not know. But if you want to help me figure it out, 888-788-9910. We're back on the East Coast. The rule's still in place. You could be a Republican on the show. You could be a Democrat. We don't care. All we ask is that you don't be a Really quick off the top, um, the Red Rock Resort and Casino is pound for pound the finest establishment I've ever played. Like, if you were a part of that this weekend, just take a bow. If you were even remotely connected to what we got to experience out there in Vegas, seriously, I mean world class. The food was outrageous, first of all. We ate at the steakhouse. Charles McBee and I also ate at the diner. We got a little carried away after a six-hour plane ride. We were a little hungry when we sat down. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Not proud, but the shows were amazing. Uh, Two sold-out crowds. And everybody was just so fun and funny, like whether we were taking selfies after the show or some of you got to gamble with me uh, and we all got to hang out for quite a while. It was really an unforgettable experience. And I would be remiss if I did not shout out Candace at the Red Rock Resort, who ran the whole operation and made that magic happen. Like it really was, you know, for me, like, I mean, I, I don't have anything to compare it to. It was crazy. It was nuts. It was quite a high honor to be there doing it. So thank you to everybody who was a part of it. I'm going to stop singing Wind Beneath My Wings now, though. And uh, we're going to pivot to the president because I got to tell you, man, Joe Biden is just an anchor around the neck of any Democratic prospects heading into tomorrow. That's true. That is true. You know, I told you last week they didn't really have him doing any prominent campaigning. You know, they sent him down to Florida last week, which is the most inconsequential race on the ballot, if for no other reason than because it's already been decided. DeSantis is going to win Florida by about 15, maybe 20. Okay, same thing with Marco Rubio. He's going to win that Senate seat by somewhere between 10 and 15 points. So when they sent Biden down there last week, it really was like a pretend job. Create the illusion he's out there campaigning in places of consequence and that people want to be seen with him. So they sent Biden down to Florida. And I said this last week, you know, when you're busy 
and you've got a toddler in the house, sometimes you give them pretend jobs to get them out from under your feet. Hey, Lincoln, do you want to go get the monsters out of the washing machine? And Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, monsters in the washing machine. Yeah, I'll go check right now. And that's essentially what they did to Biden. You know, they're like, hey, Biden, you want to go get the monsters out of the washing machine down in Florida? And while everybody else was campaigning in battleground states, they sent Biden down to Florida to make a mess of himself. And it's actually very telling because Adam Laxalt, who's going to be our first guest in this hour, he pointed out over the weekend that his opponent, who has, of course, voted with the Biden administration on everything known to man, wants nothing to do with Joe Biden. We've had Obama fly out to Vegas. We've had half the Democratic Party fly out to Vegas. No, uh, Bill Clinton flew out to Vegas. I mean, think about that. But no Biden. Come on, man. Unbelievable. Every ex-president that's alive, just about, except Jimmy Carter, but they will not have the current one in there because of disastrous statements like the one I'm about to play for you. So you know right now, top three issue in America is the fuel crisis. And a lot of people believe we're in this position, and by people, I mean experts, believe we're in this position because we relinquished our energy independence. Joe Biden ran for president vowing to declare war on the fossil fuel industry. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Not only is it stupid, though, but it proved to be, you know, self-destructive for this country and this economy as a whole because the fuel prices did drive inflation for a while there. They were a part and parcel to the other exorbitant cost Americans were encountering. Okay, but then there's just this reality that even now, as we sit in the midst of a fuel crisis, 20 days away from a diesel shortage, homes in the Northeast on the brink of having to ration home heating oil, Biden still isn't talking about boosting production here. Okay, here he is heckled yesterday on the campaign trail by an environmentalist, but Biden, who just earned unlimited Pinocchios, Unlimited Pinocchios from the Washington Post, which is as far left of a rag as you're going to find anywhere on a newsstand. But they just gave Biden, and I'm going to read you the reasons why, unlimited Pinocchios for the lies he has told in the past few weeks about things like, you know, Republicans are going to cut Social Security. We're not going to be allowed to vote anymore if they win. You know, this whole ridiculousness about Trump giving all the tax cuts to the rich. It's really fascinating stuff. But again, when the media has turned on Joe Biden and the vast majority of them, again, they want to show for the Democratic Party. They want to get their people in power. But they've all begun the process of cutting ties with this guy. And the minute the midterms are over, uh, you'll hear loud, loud calls to get Biden off the stage. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Big trouble. But right now. He's not in trouble for the lies he's told. He's actually in trouble for being honest with a heckler yesterday and vowing to ban drilling. Here it is, clip one. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. (laughs) No more drilling. There is no more drilling. The DNC released a statement in response to that public claim. At least that guy spoke. The other strategist just jumped off a bridge. Okay, think of where we are right now. People are getting crushed by fuel prices. Okay, we're right now are in a lot of ways, you know, influenced by what goes on on the world stage because we are no longer a net exporter of energy. We're now outsourcing production to countries that burn fuel far filthier than we do. That's the biggest joke of the whole environmental racket that he's catering to, is they're creating more pollution by cutting production at home. Why? Because we burn it cleaner. 
So when you outsource production to countries that burn it filthier, number one, that creates more pollution. Number two, you then have to use more fuel just to get that dirty fuel into our country. So what Biden has done, what he has stepped on the gas on, is everything but what voters want. And that's what you're going to find tomorrow when you go out and you see these midterm results. Democrats, you know, the old adage is read the room. Democrats weren't in the room. They have not been in the room for this campaign. People have been yelling, it's the economy, it's the border, it's crime. And the Democrats have been yelling, I've got it. More climate change initiatives and unlimited abortion. And that's been the platform. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. All wrong. Okay, and... When he hasn't been just taking stupid positions like no more, you know, drilling, he's just been flat out lying. OK, here is Biden saying inflation started increasing because cars cost so much. He says this with a straight face. Clip three. By the way, Zeldin voted against the Chips and Science Act. <clears throat> Chuck introduced and passed that companies are investing across American manufacturing semiconductors at home. You know, one of the reasons why inflation went up so much the first quarter uh, last year was the cost of automobiles. Why? They could not get computer chips. Ain't nothing built these days without computer chips. You gotta do better than that. Folks, anyone will tell you, including the San Francisco Fed, which again is not exactly Mar-a-Lago monthly. San Francisco Fed, pretty liberal outfit. Okay, every serious economist, including the San Francisco Fed, traces the root causes of inflation to Biden's American rescue plan at a time when our economy was poised to reopen and come roaring back and recover all the jobs that had been lost to the pandemic. Biden went out and pumped one point nine trillion dollars into the economy that we didn't even have. That is financial lunacy. But never mind that we printed and spent all that money. It was spent in the name of covid relief. But less than 9% of that money went towards COVID relief. What a fraud. So when they're out there yelling and screaming about all the good they did and the inflation and the chips and everything in between, I don't doubt there was a chip shortage. I was there for it. Okay, we're heading back down to Tyler, Texas this week. The last time we were down there, uh, Paul Gleiser was driving us to the airport explaining how a lot of the car dealers had a shortage on the lot because they didn't have chips for the vehicles. So we do know that was a thing. But that was not a thing Okay, that was the driving force behind inflation. Inflation is what? Too many dollars chasing too few goods. This government pumped over five trillion dollars into our economy. Okay, cut stimulus checks to families that didn't need them. These weren't means tested checks. Cut child credits to families who didn't even need them. Again, not means tested. Pumped all this extra money into the economy. It was chasing too few goods and it drove up the cost of literally everything. Okay, then you factor in other factors, you know, supply chain shortages and stuff of the like. But the bottom line is he just continues to lie. Here is the actual. Okay, here is the actual article. In regards to the bottomless Pinocchios he got from the Washington Post, President Joe Biden earned a bottomless Pinocchio from the WAPO on the eve of the midterm elections in a roundup highlighting multiple recent misleading and debunked claims. The bottomless Pinocchio category for fact checks from the Post was actually created under former President Trump in an effort to push back on false or misleading statements repeated so often that they became a form of propaganda. So you understand they started this. Because they just wanted to tell you that everything out of Trump's mouth was a lie. And believe me, Trump was not throwing a perfect game behind the microphone. And we're going to get into that in a little while. 
Okay. A statement uh, would get added to the list if it had earned a three or four Pinocchio rating and been repeated at least 20 times. By the end of the Trump presidency, they had qualified 56 claims for Trump. Okay. They've only started this on Biden a day ago. He's already up to five. (laughs) That's amazing. And understand, they don't want to do this to Joe Biden. They have to do this to Joe Biden because he's become a political liability for everybody who endorsed him. You dig? So the midterms are going to come and go. He's going to lose everything. They're going to lose the Senate. They're going to lose the House. And then what they're going to do is turn around and try to blame it on Biden. The same people who told you the adults are back in the room. This guy's got it all figured out. Thank God we finally got rid of Trump. They're going to look at Joe Biden and they're going to say, get him out of here. Get him out. White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made Saki try I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
And, you know, I just got back from Las Vegas, Nevada. I was headlining the Red Rock Resort all weekend. Uh, it got so rowdy. I pretty much have an order of protection against everybody in Las Vegas except this next guest, who is a superstar Republican candidate for Senate. He joins us now on the show. Adam Laxold is here. Hey, man. Hey, thanks for having me. You ain't kidding. Well, I, was were, your, I was in your hood over the weekend. I got rowdy. well in Vegas? Yes. They were... Uh, it's first, it's first class, but what happens is, like, me in Vegas, and I was just in Reno a few months prior, uh, we get along really well for about 12 hours. Do you know you know what I'm, I'm get, kind of getting at here? It starts off wonderful. It's a lot of food, a lot of good no, times. You know? No, I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a lo- it's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated, man. Um, well, but, I, but I laugh, and I appreciate you taking time to join us. Is it? I wanted to ask you this, and I've had this conversation with a few people running for office. Um, me and Blake Masters discussed this last week. I discussed it with Carrie Lake the week prior. Is it a little weird to you to be labeled as an extremist when you're running on the most mainstream issues in the world? You know, the bottom line is I just did 14 days in every single community on our bus tour, mm-hmm. and uh, for them to keep labeling regular Americans – the middle class, the working class, as a extremist, should tell you everything. Yeah. For Joe Biden to get up there, and I don't think you could even say essentially, he said, uh, if you aren't voting for me, then you're going to democracy. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a weird world we're living in right now. I think people understand fundamentally just how extreme Joe Biden is my opponent, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. You know, these people have absolutely jumped the shark. I was speaking to an independent yesterday. Uh, It was a Democrat turned independent who's voting for me. And she said that, you know, she just can't believe what's happened. She just she she doesn't recognize her former party. And I got to believe there's a whole lot of that that's going to be cooked into November 8th. You know, when you a lot of these projections, it's assuming that they're, that I get the same amount of Republicans as my opponent gets Democrats. And I'm a firm believer that Democrats, more Democrats are leaving them than us. Yeah. Uh, on top of independents, of course, uh, which want nothing to do with Joe Biden in my state and in most of the country, which is why we feel really confident and in good shape for Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, I, I really hope and pray not only just for state, but for our country, that we do have the red tsunami that Joe Biden and the radical left deserve. It's, it's one of our only shots they, of saving our country. No, I think you make a good point. We're talking to Adam Laxalt, if you're just joining us, Republican nominee for Senate in Nevada. It's weird because the Democrats are running on everything but what people care about. Like you're out there running on, you know, crime and inflation and maybe getting the border under control. And they're just running on climate and late, cha- late term abortion and everything in between. It just it seems so weird. But let me ask you this. I mean, is, is it well, telling? Yeah, and, 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 the, and your point on the extremism, it's, well, I'm the guy in the race that is a Navy and Iraq veteran. Yep. I'm the guy with four children ages nine, six, four and ten months. I'm the guy that was the former top cop of this state. Mm-hmm. And you know, your listeners are hearing me now mm-hmm. uh, sound like a pretty, pretty solid guy. <laughs> right. And so despite one hundred twenty million dollars of this distortion, I think my approval went up in the last few weeks. Yep. Because I think people are like, this is just a total lie. Look at this guy. Yep. This guy is just a solid guy that yep. wants to serve our state, wants to serve our country. 
and, and the, the types of attacks and the issues they're focusing on simply do not match the moment we're in right now, which is why we're up, you know, yep. four to five points in the last, you know, yep. five, six polls, mm-hmm. and why we feel confident we're going to win. No, no, listen, we have faith. Uh, so much so, I have now made you my emergency contact for the next time I play Vegas. <laughs> well, when I was 18, I had to tell... <laughs> you don't have to tell you that story. You get, you get in trouble after uh, 11 p.m. Don't yep. call me. Defense wins. Cha- <laughs> totally. Defense wins championships. Thank you for your time, brother. Best of luck tomorrow, Adam. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Tom Bevins coming up on the back end of this hour. He is, of course, the founder of Real Clear Politics. And he is going to basically echo the sentiments. I'm about to play you from Chuck Todd, who pound for pound. I, I don't know that there's a bigger partisan shill anywhere in the media than Chuck Todd, the host of Meet the Press. And, you know, he has never met a Democratic cause, you know, that he just didn't love, wasn't willing to go out there and throw his dignity on the line to defend. But we've gotten to the point now in the midterms where the Democrat closing message is just so wildly out of touch with what everybody cares about that even Chuck Todd is being forced to acknowledge that it's a little bit of a wild pitch by the Democrats. Okay, over the weekend, there were two big pushes. One was for abortion. The other one was democracy's on the ballot. And if the Republicans win, you're not going to be able to vote anymore. I mean, dude, that's what they're going with. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, here is uh, Biden. Uh, this I found so funny. Uh, clip 16. They're going after your right to vote and how we No, not a joke. Mark my words. <laughs> it's a joke. Going after your right to vote and who's going to count the vote. Folks, as I spoke about this last night, democracy is on the ballot this year in America. It is. It it genuinely is. It's literally on the ballot, folks. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Biden. Democracy is is the ballot, okay? Okay. Everyone's going out and and voting this weekend. The Democrats are not concerned because people won't be allowed to vote. The Democrats are concerned because people will be allowed to vote. Bingo. Okay, they're horrified. This closing message resonates with nobody. I have an op-ed coming out. It's going to be on foxnews.com. I'll let you know when it's released. I wrote it over the weekend. It's either going to run this afternoon or first thing tomorrow. Okay, and my whole argument is, hey, I've been covering this on the radio the entire midterm, and I feel like every single day I've gotten on the air and said, I can't believe the Democrats are talking about what they're talking about, meaning right democracy on the ballot. That's a pretend thing. Okay, I'm just telling you because I care. It is a pretend thing. Early voting is up above two million votes in the state of Georgia where Joe Biden claimed it was Jim Crow on steroids, they're attacking your right to vote. We don't have a single story, not one, anywhere in America, of a person who was legally registered to vote being denied the right to vote. And again, when they go back to this whole democracies on the ballot thing, not only is it like false, but it's just laughable because everybody who comes on as a Republican running for office right now is not running on democracy. They're not running on whether or not Trump won in 2020. Okay, don't get me wrong. I don't doubt a lot of people have questions about the 2020 election, but you're not going to find a single Republican who runs out to the microphone and makes that the hallmark of their pitch to voters. Their pitch to voters 
has been the most common sense approach you could possibly take, which is the stuff affecting the voters. Okay, what are they running on? Inflation. The border and crime. That's what every Republican is running on. The most mainstream kitchen table issues known to man. And then the Democrats keep getting out there being like, Republicans want to take your rights away. I'm telling you, it's bad. Biden just said it. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. He's desperate and he's stupid. Okay, but here is, of all people, Chuck Todd. Okay, here is a little more even CNN. Saying the Democrats aren't reading the room. I'll give you Hillary Rosen first, clip 20. I'm a loyal Democrat, but I am not happy. I just think that we are, you know, we did not listen to voters in this election. And I think we're going to have a bad night. And, you know, this conversation is not going to have much impact on Tuesday, but I hope it has an impact going forward. Because when voters tell you over and over and over again that they care mostly about the economy, listen to them. Stop talking about democracy being at stake. Democracy is at stake because people are fighting so much about what elections mean. I mean, voters have told us what they wanted to hear, and I don't think Democrats have really delivered this cycle. I mean, she's not wrong. I admire your honesty. Seriously, Hillary Rosen. Uh, We call it a, a random act of journalism. The late, great Rush Limbaugh, from time to time, liked to highlight moments where traditional partisan shills would demonstrate some either intellectual curiosity or just genuine honesty on a subject. I mean, that's just honest. The Democrats ran on everything but what the voters cared about. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, listen to this closing push over the weekend. Here's the Democrats. They're pushing abortion. Again, the top issues in this country facing Americans. It is inflation. It is crime. It is gas. It is the border. Okay, it's not abortion. Here it is, clip seven. Our President Joe Biden will not let the filibuster get in the way of passing the Women's Health Protection Act, (laughs) but we just need two more senators. I mean, literally, if we pick up two more senators, the president can sign it into law. So elections matter. Don Baldock is the most extreme nominee for the U.S. Senate that New Hampshire has seen in modern history. His record makes really clear that he would be a yes vote for a nationwide abortion ban. If we don't want a national ban on abortion and for doctors and health care providers to be sent to prison for offering an abortion to a woman whose life may be in danger, then we need Democrats in Congress. We also know now that abortion is now on the ballot in this race. I stand to codify Roe v. Wade if I'm in that position. I'm surrounded by idiots. Okay, understand. These are the closing days of the election. The election is tomorrow. The Democrats are out there campaigning on Republicans are going to ban elections. <laughs> And we'll give you more abortion. Honestly, think about that for a second. The polls tell you what the voters want. You know, the old adage, read the room. They're not in the room. They're not even in the room. They're not in the room. It's a disaster. And that's why they're in the position they're in. They're going to lose everything known to man. Let me give you more, though. Okay, here is and I think this is really funny. Okay, here is Chuck Todd telling you everyone's dissatisfied with the economy. Clip 23. And here's, the, to me, the number you probably ought to care about the most in this poll. The state of the U.S. economy. 81% tell us they're dissatisfied. This is the second highest number we've ever recorded. The last time it was this high 
was just before the 2010 election. And you know how that one went. <laughs> if you don't remember, uh, it sounded like this. That was the 2010 midterm election where Barack Obama lost more seats than any president in history. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Joe Biden could very well catch him, okay, because he is, uh, understand, within his own party, historically unpopular. Every president, every incumbent party loses seats in the midterms. It's pretty, pretty much baked into the cake. But we've never approached a midterm where a president was this unpopular within his own party. Meaning they're not sending Biden, okay, to key spots to campaign and get people over the top unless they're in the most liberal of liberal places known to man. Chuck Todd pointed this out, and it's very telling, and it kind of builds on something I've been saying for a week, which is nobody wants to be seen with the guy, and they consider him a big liability when he does show up. Like Kathy Hochul yesterday, who's maybe the worst candidate I've ever seen for governor, never won an election before. She's only there because she replaced Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! But as she has Biden out onto the trail yesterday, okay, Biden winds up doing damage in several other Democratic states just by opening his mouth and saying we're not going to drill for oil anymore. Folks, if you, ha- uh, you know, and what did he say previous to that? He said we're going to close all the coal plants. We're going to close every coal plant in the country. It's going to be wind and solar. Yeah, but that played well in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan, three states with as many coal plants as any. And, of course, West Virginia, where Joe Manchin is from, he immediately issued a statement rebuking Biden because Biden is a huge liability on the campaign trail. Chuck Todd kind of pointing it out. It's clip 22. The president's travel in the final stretch says it all about how the Democrats believe the election is going. Outside of the Philadelphia stop with Obama yesterday, President Biden has spent the final days of this campaign not in purple states, but in blue states, California, New Mexico, Illinois, and New York, where he'll be campaigning later today in suburban New York City, Westchester County. Biden sucks. That's essentially what he's trying to tell you. Okay, they don't want him out there, number one. But number two, even the people they're sending out there, they're not focusing on what anybody cares about. Like I'm I'm patently, and I I do mean this, man, I'm very surprised by this. Like I understand what the Democratic priorities are. They love the climate. They want a lot, you know, a lot of abortion. Leave the border open. Diversity is our strength. As long as it doesn't wind up being diverse on Martha's Vineyard, we're fine. Okay, but this idea that they haven't even attempted like the full-on shameless political pivot of, okay, fine, we care about inflation, we care about crime, we care about the price of gas. They're not even pretending to care. Straight up, they're actually running a confidence scheme. Everything's fine. No, no, it's going fine. And if there's an area that's not going fine, it's because Republicans are racist. They want to ban elections. I'm just telling you, you're not speaking to the needs of the voter, and that's why they're going to lose everything known to man. Okay, if you look at what people are going through, People are actually struggling, not in a superficial way. Like, you know, we were told people were struggling on under Trump because Russia had overthrown our government. We weren't in charge anymore. We were no longer Americans. We were, you know, Putinites and Trump was just taking orders from Putin. Biggest conspiracy theory in the history of the country. But we were doing well enough on a substantive level that we were able to indulge that conspiracy every day for three years as like a form of entertainment. We all bought in and got to watch it and yell and scream and fight with each other. But now we're at a place where people are really struggling. And the Democratic response to that struggle is to either ignore it altogether or to lie. 
And that's why I'm telling you, you might be struggling right now. But this time tomorrow, when they count the votes, there'll be nobody struggling more than the Democrats are back in Washington, D.C. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we are one day away from the midterms. This next guest might be the only man writing in Geno Smith's name on the ballot. He is, of course, a co-founder of Real Clear Politics and a diehard Seattle Seahawks fan. Tom Bevan, back on the show. Hey, man. Jimmy, how are you? Are the 6-3 and three Seahawks for real? They are the real deal. I'm telling you, I watched them last night or yesterday. We actually got the game. I'm in Chicago, so I didn't get to see him. Mm-hmm that often but uh you know the cardinals aren't very good but yep. these guys are these guys are the real deal and i think um you know we will uh we'll end up doing just fine if we six, keep playing the way we are well six and three is six and three but like the the irony here is you finally get a good seahawks team back together again geno smith playing well but the whole democracy is about to crumble in 24 hours and there's going to be no more <laughs> america so now what have you ever seen a more bizarre closing message no, I mean this whole election cycle has been bizarre. I mean, usually, you know, I've 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 been talking about this partisan priority gap. You know, I mean, look, parties have different priorities, and that's not unusual. They place you know different emphasis on different things, and that's 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 what makes Democrats Democrats and Republicans Republicans. What's been shocking about this one is that, you know, clearly the number one issue has been the economy and inflation. And Democrats have just refused to talk about it, refused to address it. I mean, absolutely running a, an entirely different campaign where they're talking about, you know, the threat to democracy and abortion are their two main issues. I mean, it, it, all the ads across the country, there's not a single one that's being run uh, on anything, uh, Democratic ads on anything other than abortion. And it's just it's one of those things. Yes, it's something that their voters care about, and if you look at the polling data, Democrats do think it's, in some instances, the number one issue. Um, but it is not what certainly what Republicans think. But more to the point, it's not where independents are, and yeah. so they they're stuck with this strategy where they're speaking only to their base, and they're not speaking very much to independents, and and so they look kind of out of touch on the number one issue for for those voters. It um, so- it's just been a really weird cycle. It's so weird. Tom Bevan is on the line, if you're just joining us. He's, of course, co-founder and the president of RealClearPolitics.com. They really are. They're like a fire department that doesn't fight fires. They're like, no, no, we don't do that. We do other things. You got like a cat in the tree, but everybody, but all everyone's calling about is fire, right? which in this case would be the economy. So let me ask you this. Do you think the Democrats are the reason the Republicans have made the inroads that they have with minority voters in that they are prioritizing, you know, a lot of mom and pop kitchen table issues? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's just it's not. This is not you know rocket science. I mean, it is the economy is the number one issue across the board for you know most voters. Doesn't matter whether you're black or white or brown or purple or fat or skinny or rich or poor. Well, I guess rich or poor maybe it's it's <laughs> it's hurting poor people more than it's hurting yeah. rich people. But um, but yeah, this is and and Democrats have again, it's. 
I get it. It's not a great issue for them. But, you know, Bernie Sanders has been writing about this. Some other Democratic strategists have been writing about this. You know, the the risk of ignoring the 800-pound gorilla in the room this election, um, you know, they were saying, look, we got to talk about it. We got to make our best argument for why, you know, Democrats continue to be the better option than Republicans. And so, but they haven't done that. And so, to your point, I think we've continued to see it's, you know, more so it's working class of all colors moving toward Republicans uh, based on, on economic issues. I mean, Republican lead on the economy and on inflation is anywhere from 12 to 25 points, depending on which poll you look at. That is nuts. Let's do some quick proposition bets then with that in mind. Vegas has the over-under on MSNBC saying white supremacy at 91 times tomorrow night. Do you like the over or the under? <laughs> well, uh, now that Tiffany Cross is no longer there. No. Uh, <laughs> listen, gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, okay. take, I'll take the over on that. It's going to be who's, – who's doing their election coverage? It's like Nicole Wallace yep. and – Joy Reid will be out yeah. there. You get yeah, little, so take the over. Rachel Maddow will give us a few hours. She has like, she has like yeah. a Howard Stern Her schedule days, now. Yeah. You know. She'll come down and yell at us. No, it's, it's really fascinating because I think they've almost become a, a victim to their own previous successes. And what I mean by that is they've been able to run in the past on, you know, right-wing extremism and name-calling and character assassinations. And I think the issues got too primal this time around, meaning, you know, when people really are getting crushed by inflation or crime or the border, it's hard to really invest in these doomsday end-of-democracy scenarios because a lot of people are already living in a doomsday scenario. Well, yeah, and, and look, Trump's not on the ballot. I yeah. mean that was one of the things is really you know, activated voters – in 2020, and you had, you know, in particular, suburban mm-hmm. women uh, who, who moved away from the GOP in 18 and 20 mm-hmm. that have have come back to Republicans this cycle on issues like crime, education, and mm-hmm. and the economy. Um, and so, without Trump there to to be the sort of you know uber bogeyman, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it's just not resonating as much. And I think voters, uh, you know. I think voters are are um, seeing that for yeah. for what it is, which is you know again, mm-hmm. I think the democratic strategy has been we're going to talk to our base about in, uh, about yep. abortion, yep, and then we're not really going to talk to independents about the economy, but we're going to try and scare the bejesus out of them <laughs> voting for the Republican, right? Hopefully, we can scare enough of them away from the Republicans <laughs> to our side to make the difference, but it doesn't seem to be working out for them that way. Nope. Uh, my best bet heading into this then is the Seahawks. I got them beating the Bucks next weekend, Bevan. Make me proud, would you? We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> Good stuff. Happy election, Eve. I know it's going to be psychotic for you, so get some rest, man. I'll see you soon. Sorry, Jimmy. Thanks. You're the best. The great Tom Bevan. There he goes. There we go back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. We are getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Herschel Walker's coming up in a little while. But right now, we are diving in with a little you and me time. Because I want to discuss the say anything portion of the midterms. We're down to the final hours now. And... I, 
everything. Everything is in play. I, you know, I, I'm a big supporter of free speech, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean I support and cheer on dumb speech. But we're getting plenty of it, and we will break it down in this hour at 888-788-9910. Regular rules remain in place on a Monday. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> Don't be James Clyburn. What a clown. Okay, last week James Clyburn invoked Nazism when it came to the Republicans winning the midterms. He said, well, you know, the Republicans win the midterms. This is kind of how the Nazis got started is what he said. I mean, that was embarrassing. We really are. We're living in the death of shame that people are willing to say these things. Well, yesterday, Clyburn back on TV, Fox News Sunday, talking to my girl Shannon Bream. He shows up in a Hawaiian shirt and says there are parallels to Hitler's Nazi Germany in the 30s. So it's really so weird, okay, that Democrats, and I don't know why, I don't have an answer to this. Whenever you compare anything to the Nazis, it's because you're losing, okay? You're losing. You're in a desperate spot. You have no ability to sell your ideas. So you're pulling out the most vile comparison anyone can make. A man who tried to exterminate an entire race of people. Okay, we're now drawing a comparison between him and what, you know, the Republicans that are running on lowering inflation and supporting police and bringing down the price of gas. Wait, that's the Hitler comparison? This is where we're going with. This is clip eight. I've studied history all of my life. Okay. I taught history. And I'm telling you, what I see here are parallels to what the history was okay. uh, in this world uh, back in the 1930s so, Congressman, in then, Germany, in Italy. Okay. Are, are voters, though, out there listening to this message to infer from what you're saying that if they don't vote for Democrats in this election, that they are somehow supporting something akin to the rise of Hitler? No. If they don't vote against election deniers, if they don't vote against liars, people who lie know full well they're lying, we all know they're lying. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yo, are you ready for this? You're talking about election deniers. James Clyburn led the push in Congress not to go to Trump's inauguration because he wasn't a legitimate president. Think about that. Never mind that he's making a comparison. I studied history my whole life. Well, if you did... In what world is there a comparison between Hitler and what any Republican is doing? And again and again and again, every time you bring up election deniers, what do we make of these people? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. I mean, come on. Are you serious right now? Democrats are so full of crap. Think about it. James Clyburn, all the election deniers. If you, you you vote for these election deniers, it's parallel to what happened with Hitler. Wait, what? I'm so confused. 
But this is where we are now. Vote for the Democrats or you'll never be allowed to vote again. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Okay, that was the Chris Hayes argument. Okay, let me give you these clips. They're fa- it's fascinating. This is clip 25. A state in which Republicans never lose is a one-party state by definition. And that's a problem. And we see this everywhere, right? We see this in Kerry Lake in Arizona. We see it in Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Up and down the ballot, Secretary of State candidates, people running for Congress. And so the pitch from Democrats is basically, if you care about democracy, if you care about having this feedback mechanism in which the people you elect are accountable to them, to you, you've got no choice but to vote for us. And that on its face sounds almost anti-democratic itself to say you don't have a choice. But it also happens to be true. You can't handle the truth. I mean, it's not true. It also happens to be true. You have to vote for Democrat or we're not going to have a democracy anymore. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I mean, really think about that. We're not going to have democracy if you don't vote for the Democrats. You know, the guys that are campaigning right now that are trying to win your vote. Well, they're against that. Wait, what? I don't hold on now. <laughs> if they, if they didn't want democracy. Why wouldn't they just overthrow it now? What are they waiting for? It's bizarre. Okay, there has been such a stampede of stupidity on the left. So they're in a really desperate spot. Okay, they don't have an issue on their side that anybody cares about. So they're just yelling, oh, they're going to ban democracy. Why? Because they said 2020 was stolen. 2020 probably was stolen. I don't have proof, but I have a gut feeling down the road you'll probably find out. Everything else you've ever been banned from saying in this country has turned out to be true. For real, we could do a tally on this. Oh, you can't share the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's Russian disinformation, the Hunter. We can't let you share it. Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Okay, fine. The minute the election was over, Washington Post and the New York Times were like, oh, yeah, remember that story we killed? Yeah, it turns out it was true. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But stick with me. Oh, you can't tweet. That COVID originated in a Wuhan lab. Only crazy people think. You can't tweet it. Six months later, they allowed you to tweet it. Oh, you can't say vaccinated people get COVID. Vaccinated people don't get COVID. That's misinformation. Now we widely acknowledge. They're now telling us, oh, the whole point of the vaccine was never to stop you from getting COVID. Then why do they call it a vaccine? Of course, the point was to stop you from getting COVID. But did it actually stop anybody from getting COVID? Is that the question? The answer is the answer would be no. No, it didn't. That's the problem. Okay, we've entered the silly season. I played you this clip earlier last week. Michael Beschloss on MSNBC, presidential historian, uh, telling us if, you know, Republicans win, they might not even have historians because they're going to lock up your kids and kill them. Here it is. Clip 24. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which, which I'm not certain of. But if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system and it could be a week away. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Whether your children are going to be arrested or possibly killed? Shut up, fool. I mean, listen to these people. 
because they're not listening to themselves. Elections, okay, you need to know this. They make people very emotional. And when you get really emotional, it sometimes denies you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you, dude, you sound crazy. But because these folks live in an echo chamber where they only communicate with each other, their arguments are perfectly logical. Chris Hayes says you have no choice but to vote Democratic because Republicans are going to ban choice. So I'm going to preemptively ban it. I'm going to ban it before they do. Let me go ahead and ban it for you because Republicans are going to ban your choice at the ballot box. There's not a single Republican running on that. But this is what they've been reduced to. Michael Beschloss. Oh, they're going to ban historians. They're going to kill your children. Dude, no sane person trots that statement out there unless they're in a place of such heightened emotion that they just don't have self-awareness. I'm telling you because I care. Okay. Let me get into the calls. 888-788-9910. Brian is batting lead off. He's in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Yo, Brian. Hey, how are you? Better now. I survived Vegas. Uh, the odds I were like 50-50. It was, it was great, though. It was a- actually amazing. That's great. I wanted to comment on, on, the, on the Germany, you know, correlating what's happening now mm-hmm. uh, to Germany in the 30s and remind everyone that it was Hitler who wanted to disarm the public. He knew that a public that had uh, weaponry was, you know, something that he couldn't conquer. And also there was a famous quote of his that he said, if you repeat a lie often enough, the public will believe it. And to me, these are two really strong points that we're seeing from the Democratic Party. When I first heard the comment, I thought, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, and then I was like, oh, you mean you're not talking about this administration? You're talking about us? (laughs) (laughs) I was confused because this this rhetoric, there's a lot of people who um, have said, you know, wow, this really reminds us of the 30s when there was a restriction on speech, on what you could say when you couldn't mm-hmm. say, and the Social Democrats rose in the Reichstag, and that's what started um, Hitler's climb. And so it's very eerie to hear politicians say something well, like just that. Reckless and cheap. Wrong? No, it's just reckless and cheap and stupid. To be clear, nobody's Hitler. Nobody. Hitler is, you know, <laughs> Hitler's Hitler. He's in his own dirtbag class. Okay. Right. You know, but the he only gets invoked when people are in a really stupid and desperate place. You know, like when in doubt, Hitler it out. You know, yeah. because no one is going to vote this week based on Hitler. They're not. I promise they're not. Right. And it's just such a right. stupid argument to make. But it really just speaks to their inability to articulate the case for themselves. When your whole campaign message becomes the other guy's Hitler, that means there's no case for you. That's, that's all it is. It's all you need to know. Yes. You know, and the yeah. old adage in comedy, Brian, is they always tell you this as a comic. Never walk into a room and ask the audience to hate something. Until they like you first, meaning you can't walk on stage to a room full of strangers and be like, hey, screw this guy, because everybody in the crowd goes, well, who the hell are you? You know what I mean? And and don't hang out hammers. (laughs) I'm trying to cut down. Uh, I knew you'd work something in. We all knew it was coming, Brian. All right. I'll let you get back to Pelosi's house. We'll talk again soon. Be well. There he goes. Uh, Dennis is listening on WVMT up in Salisbury, Vermont. Yo, Dennis. Jimmy, thank you for having me on again. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I was uh, listening over the weekend to the Democratic rhetoric, and if they are 
as compassionate as they claim to be about those people that are entering this country illegally, and they believe their own campaign rhetoric, they would translate it into Spanish and the 70 other languages of the mass illegal immigration caravans Mm -hmm. and broadcast it worldwide so that it will warn those people about the country into which they're going to enter come January. Listen, I I think what the reason they're losing the Latino support to the extent that they're losing it is because there are a lot of people uh, who see the country starting to resemble something like the countries that they fled. I mean, we're obviously not there yet, uh, but we're doing a lot of things wrong. uh, And there's a lot of mismanagement at the tippy top of the government. And there's a lot of emphasis being placed on issues that don't matter. Like we they've lost their ability to scale. Like if you were running really quick, Dennis. Uh, wouldn't you be running on, I, I guess, inflation and crime? What else would you run on? Well, I wouldn't be running on inflation and crime if I were in charge right now. Well, yeah, because you caused it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So maybe it makes sense. Maybe hey, you sorted it out for me. Maybe there's a reason they're running on climate change. And, and, and hey, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, let me, know my, let me know my call was worthy. Oh, Dennis, beyond worthy. Listen, I got nothing today. I've lowered the bar so much, so you shouldn't even take joy in being worthy, okay? But great stuff, and we'll do it again soon. 888-788-9910. Really quick, Clara is in South Brunswick, New Jersey. Yo, Clara. Hello. Hey, girl. I'm a mess today. Long-time caller, long-time listener. Oh, get out of here. Well, you picked a good day, Clara, because I just flew back from Vegas, and I'm a mess. So you could pretty much host the show from here if you're up for it. I'm up for it. All right, take I it got away. a lot to say, but I'm going to stick to one topic. Okay, give it to me. I, on, I honestly believe that the only reason the Democrats are bringing up this, you know, threat to democracy rhetoric is not because of this election. It's because of the 2024 election. Ooh. And if and when Trump runs again, mm-hmm. that is the platform, the stage, they're, the stage they're setting. That's all they're going to talk about for the next two years. Oh, no question. That's well, That's what they're trying to do right now is they're just basically trying to put Trump on the ballot in the midterms because, you know, that riles up enough of their people. But what I'm so fascinated by is none of the issues that we have right now existed under Trump. That's what's so weird. You know, we didn't have the inflation. We didn't have the border problem. We didn't have the gas problem. So it's like to me, every time they bring up Trump, they're kind of reminding you of a better time in the country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Dems act like our memory is short. And I want to point out another thing. Maria Bartomarolo is the only one I hear saying this. But, you know, threat to democracy, we're not the ones who want non-citizens to vote. You know, we're not the ones who want to pack the courts. We're not the ones who, uh, you know, want to make Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico states. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not the one who's trying to set up a system where the Democrats only win. Yeah. No, you're right. You're making good points. This Bartiromo gal, I haven't heard of her, but I'll look her up. Kid. (laughs) Uh, Clara, good stuff, man. Your maiden voyage on the show. You held it together. You made me look like oh. I knew what I was doing. Come on. Game ball to you, Clara. Oh, wonderful. Maybe I'll call again sometime. That's the spirit. <laughs> you have a great day, girlfriend. I'll see you soon. Uh, back after this. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Herschel Walker coming up in the next hour. This hour is just you and me time. 888-788-9910. Bo is in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Yo, Bo. (laughs) 
How you doing, James? I'm, I'm, I'm doing, man. I'm, I'm, it's a little touch and go after a weekend in Vegas. I'm not going to lie. I feel like, all right. Yeah, I feel like I should be upfront with the listeners about this. You know what I'm saying? We've got we've to gotta manage expectations today more than ever. But well, I, um, know, I know the Vegas trail. I know the Vegas trail. Oh, good. Well, thanks. Anyway, what that. I'm calling about is I, I um, recall you mentioning that you're going to be in Texas for the Marine Corps birthday yes. on November 10th mm-hmm. doing a gig there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a request if you can uh, manage to, you know, warehouse a couple of surviving brain cells uh, <laughs> at 2200, which is 10 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, is traditionally the uh, Marine Corps toast and Marines all over the world are observing the 247th birthday of the Marine Corps. Also, uh, if you can sneak in two pieces of cake. I uh, want to be presented to the youngest Marine in the audience mm-hmm. and the other to the oldest. Yeah. Uh, that is another Marine Corps tradition. I'll get out. And um, I also like to mention that uh, the upcoming midterms, I pride myself on being a trained observer and I rely upon, uh, you know, primary data. Mm-hmm. Primary sources, rather, and empirical data, et cetera, et cetera. And I try to be as uh, objective as I possibly can. But this madness that is going on with the Democrats, it's this constant spewing and regurgitation Mm -hmm. of talking points. And, like, you know, you have the president who, in my view, is nothing more than a pontificating uh, corrupt turd mill. Um, It it just – don't uh, too Pushing funny. for people don't, to don't feel like you got to hold back so much next time we talk. I'm hey. gonna I, I'm gonna lose you to a commercial break, but I think you made a brilliant point. And happy birthday to the core. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you want another reminder of why nobody wants Joe Biden campaigning for him in the home stretch of this midterms, here's your president. Promising that all car companies are going to go electric by the year 3035. Biden's lost his marbles. Yeah, I don't think that's what they were hoping for. It's clip five. Well, she left that meeting and she dropped the suit. Called me up and said they're going to go all electric by 3035. Every other company has signed up to do the same thing. So we're working with the auto industry to transition to electric vehicle future. Providing tax credits to buy electric vehicles. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Uh, thirty thirty-five. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Yeah, he's off. By about a thousand years. Not a big deal. No biggie there. <laughs> Stick with me. It's gonna be fine. Uh, Joe Biden is just—he's a disaster, and they've kept him off the trail because he has become a liability. Okay, there was a tough one yesterday where he almost tripped on on the stump. Hear that? Here's that clip, clip six. Prescription drugs for seniors, no matter what their cost, 2, 10, 12, 15, hope stepping on them. But it's black. Anyway. <laughs> this man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Just dumb. Just dumb, dopey comments by Biden over the weekend. He promised coal plants were too expensive. Excuse me. He was going to shut down every coal plant in America. Here's that one, clip two cost them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it, even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the existence of the plant. 
So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. <laughs> He's not supposed to say that. You understand? That's why they don't want Joe Biden campaigning. We're in a fuel crisis right now. Okay? We're in an economic crisis right now. And understand... That coal is something that employs tens of thousands of workers. And every time Biden says, oh, you know, we're going to shut this thing down and we're going to replace it with a green energy job. Has anybody who got laid off of the Keystone Pipeline, 10,000 American jobs thrown right out the window, has any of them gotten that clean energy job yet? The answer would be no. No. Mayor Pete Buttigieg tried selling the same thing. Do you remember he got out there? He was like, well, we're you know, going to be training people for the new frontier. and Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. Oh, he sucks because they just don't care. There's a real sociopathic indifference within the Democratic Party to the suffering it's caused. You know, politicians by design want power. They want power above your prosperity. They want power above all else. So the reason they're not running on doing something about inflation is because none of the priorities within their party will actually lower inflation. Never forget, they passed an Inflation Reduction Act, an Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't address inflation. That's just how white folks will do you. Think about that. Okay, they're they're, they're bragging. Oh, we got the biggest climate change bill ever. We never passed a climate change bill. Well, listen, if climate change was that urgent to the American people, you'd probably be able to pass a climate change bill that was called a climate change bill. But in this instance, they couldn't pass a climate change bill because they didn't have the votes for climate change. So they were like, oh, let's just rename it inflation reduction. We want to reduce inflation, right? But there's nothing in there that does. So they're in a really bad spot because they don't want to bring up certain hot button issues because they just simply don't favor them. Okay, but to get on the air and flat out say, yeah, we're going to make it worse. We're going to cut the coal plants. They're gone. Okay, uh, all car companies are going to be fully electric by 3035. I mean, that is, in all honesty, more realistic than 2035, which is I know what he was trying to say. But the point is they don't want Biden campaigning for them because they really don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. And to be clear, Joe Biden does not know what's going to come out of his mouth. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Here's the Goldilocks report. Uh, I don't even know what to make of this one. Uh, it's clip four. Ten million new jobs in 20 months. This morning I learned that we added another 261,000 jobs this month. And by the way... New York Times media reports is called they call the report the Goldilocks report. The I have a, I have my shotgun waiting for the wolf. <laughs> you don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on now. But he's got a shotgun waiting for the wolf. Uh my prediction, I've been saying this for a while. Okay, there's no way he's running. He can't run in 2024. Okay, there's no chance he can. We're watching him right now. He can't finish a sentence. Takes him three minutes to find his way off stage. You know, it's really been difficult, to say the least. But no serious person thinks he's running in 2024 if for no other reason than because he can't physically campaign every day. Like COVID gave them a unique opportunity because Biden was allowed to stay home and the media ran for him. And they kept him 
for the most part, off the campaign trail. Trump ran for president in 2020 against the entirety of the media. Biden kind of hung out and watched Bonanza. And they were like, you know, say what we tell you to say when we tell you to say it. Don't ever speak. Don't ever speak of your own volition. Uh, we, we all saw what happened the last time we let you do that. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? When he made that comment to Charlemagne and just basically told black people they don't have a choice of the election, from that day forward, it was all Zooms. It was all scripted. Okay, but if the election comes around in 2024 and this guy actually has to get out there and run, he can't do that. They're not going to let him run. And the party doesn't want him to run. If you look within his own party, okay, over 70% of the party doesn't want the guy to run again. You dig? So what will ultimately happen is they haven't jettisoned him yet. Because the Democrats were trying to win these midterms. They really want to win these midterms. And they didn't want to have to thread a needle between Biden being wildly unpopular, Biden's policies being widely unsuccessful, but the Democrats still running on them. You know, they didn't want to turn this whole campaign into a referendum on Joe Biden. Hey, how come you're not campaigning with Biden? So what they've done is they've just quietly, for the most part, not campaigned with Biden and tried to sell the idea that this was a successful administration. Unfortunately for them, 80% of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. So when they get out there every day and say this is working, it is straight up, just straight clown stuff. Okay, and when the election is over, I'm, you know, I'm telling you because I care. There's, you know, there's no future for him in the Democratic Party. There's no future for him anywhere in this country. And if you don't believe me, ask Ezra. He's down in Atlanta, Georgia. Ezra knows things. Yo, Ezra. Yes, sir. Nice segue. Uh, good afternoon, Jimmy. I was in Las Vegas last week, actually, Ooh. for a trade show. I can't believe how cold and windy it was, but yeah. So let Mr. Walker know that he can sleep comfortably Tuesday night because he also has my vote. Whoa, my, there you go. My, yeah. Yeah. So my question is this. So I've had felt from a long time that the Democrats are just holding on to Biden. So after the midterms, and now it's going to accelerate that, they're going to put, say, he's incompetent. We finally figured it out. Put Harris in there as the first female president, the first black female president, yada, yada, and then put Nancy in as VP. So what do you think about that? Well, listen, I don't think they want anything to do with her being in charge. That's the problem. Like, I do think they're going to try to cut ties with Biden and politely say he's a little old. This has become a little too challenging for him. But I don't think anybody in their right mind, and that was the brilliance of Biden in choosing her as his VP, nobody wants her in charge of anything because you can see, like, it's too much for her. It's like the same issue with Corinne Jean-Pierre. Corinne Jean when you watch them, you don't get the feeling they're qualified for the gig. And I think well, that's – Of course. Yeah, I mean, by, yeah. I think what they like about Biden for real, man, is he's not in charge. You know, Kamala, who right. is at least younger, uh, you know, would very much be in charge. And they don't want her in charge of anything. They're horrified, you know. With Biden, it's like well, would... at least they can wheel him out there and watch him wander around the stage for 20 minutes. But at the end of the day, they tell him what to do. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also thought that that was uh, Obama's strategy, having Biden in the chair, that no one would get rid of Obama because Biden would be in there. Now here he is. So freakier yeah. things have happened. So praying for a good wake up call Wednesday and we yep. can sleep peacefully for two years. It'd be it'd be nice. Uh, my over under on them counting the votes, though, is like Thanksgiving. So don't get too excited. <laughs> you got to pace yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah. So we, how many seats do you think they're picking up? 
Listen, I actually expect the Republicans to come out of this with the Senate and the House, just based on what I've seen. Uh-huh. And uh, I think in, I think you're looking at uh-huh. something in the Senate where, you know, they're going to excuse me in the House where they wind up picking up 40 seats. That's my guess. In the Senate, I uh-huh. 53, 47 is my prediction. Uh, oh, I, I I see them in the House with a big number, man. A big, uh, and, uh-huh. and, and the tell is, again, how the Democrats are going so hard on all of this, like, end of democracy garbage. Like, that's desperation. It's de- it's not, you know, speaking of substance. And that's the tell. They know they've lost the room, and that's a frantic Hail Mary. We'll just yell threats to democracy and hope some idiot will catch the pass. But it ain't going to work, well, man. Well, it will bounce off at least one idiot's head, but that's why we've got Walker. He'll grab that pigskin. He'll go in. He'll spike it. Well, I'll tell him he's got your vote, Ezra. I'll tell him. All right. Thanks, good, brother. Good call, man. See you soon. Uh, Barry. Barry is out in Los Angeles, California. Yo, Barry. So, Jimmy, uh, I think uh, the, the Democrats mostly don't want Biden to run again, but they're going to have a hard time getting him not to run again. They have, they've already convinced him that he's the only person that can beat Trump. And if once Trump announces, I guarantee you, it's Biden is not going to go down. He's not going to he's going to think that. I mean, he's a moron and he believes his own press in regard to Kamala. um, I agree with everything you said. However, um, that's the other problem the Democrats have is if if Kamala wants to run, how do they there's no way to prevent Kamala from running if Joe doesn't. Well, this that's is the their other that's their other problem, because yeah. she's she she uh, how are how are the Democrats going to say, oh, well, we put a black or a, a woman of color second in line mm-hmm. and to all of a sudden say, oh, but she's not going to be the one. Well, no, I, the, listen, they'll let her run. They're just not going to vote for her. I mean, don't forget, she ran last time and was at one percent when well, she dropped out. You know. uh, I, I I agree. Well, who who's gonna? I they're again. They're gonna be the. It'll be a lot different this time because again they put her in that place. Oh, so uh, are you saying because she'd be running coming into this race with the weight of the vice presidency, you're saying she'd draw more? Do you think? Oh yeah. Well, and how do how do how does the media how does the 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 Democrat back media not put wholly wholeheartedly support Kamala? Well. And, Democrats themselves are going to be guilted into voting for Kamala. I don't know, man. I don't know. They couldn't guilt them in the primary. That was the thing. It was the Democratic Uh, primary where she was at 1%. It was Democrats who hated her. You know, we we didn't get a chance to hate her until it was too late. (laughs) Like, we were late to the game. I I hear you, but I'm just, I'm telling you, they they got themselves in a pickle. Finally, uh, I, you know, I um I I have to remind you that about uh, 18 months ago I uh, bet you that uh, the uh, Republicans would not take both the House and Senate. So uh, they're gone. Um, it's coming. I will. I, I I I'm pretty certain I am wrong now. Not 100 percent convinced, but <laughs> that's all right. I, I don't until, take. Until, I don't. I won't take your money, Barry. You're in Los Angeles. It's 12:33 a gallon of gas. I'm not going to take your money. No, I wasn't going to bet money. I was going to like a bottle of whiskey or something. Come oh, on, Jimmy. Well, listen, after the weekend I had in Vegas, I don't even want your whiskey. Barry, great, <laughs> great call, man. We'll do it again soon. Uh, quick break back after this. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
I'm over here bagging on Joe Biden, but he's not the only president that should take some heat right now as we're on the air. We got Herschel Walker coming up in the next break. Uh, somebody he's great friends with uh, is Donald Trump. Donald Trump threw a little bit of a wild pitch over the weekend. I'm not going to lie. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now, hold on here. This is worth calling out, okay, because I consider this an unforced error. And it's not getting a lot of media heat. Okay, they're trying to play it up a little bit over on CNN and MSNBC that Trump, you know, took a shot at Ron DeSantis. Uh, He did. Uh, Donald Trump was doing a rally in Latrobe, Pennsylvania for Dr. Oz and Mastriano. And uh, he threw in like a little nickname he has for Ron DeSantis. And it's just a terrible nickname. Listen to it. Clip 30. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Let's see. There it is. Trump at 71. Rhonda Sanctimonious at 10 percent. Mike Pence at seven. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Liz Cheney, there's no way she's at 4 percent. There's no way. But Ron DeSanctimonious? Terrible. It was a throwaway line, but it's a bad nickname. Whoever's hanging out with Trump right now. You work, make him work a little harder. Guy's been off Twitter a while. He could do better than that. Uh, and it's not good. It's not, you know, expedient to be picking a fight with Ron DeSantis right now. I mean, DeSantis is going to win his race no matter what happens. He's like the most popular governor in the country right now because he's doing a better job than just about anybody else out there in the country right now. But this is where Trump gets into trouble and does alienate, you know, whole entire factions of his party. Nobody wants to call him out publicly and get in a fight with the guy because he's obviously powerful and influential and very omnipotent within the party. But at the same time, this election is not supposed to be about him. He's not on the ballot. Ron DeSantis is. So taking any shot, drawing any type of wedge between himself and DeSantis, even if the goal is because he thinks he's going to run against him in 2024, it doesn't do anybody any good right now. Like, understand this. Okay, I support Donald Trump's policies over anything coming out of the Democratic Party. I think he is exponentially better for our country. That doesn't make you anti-Trump or a rhino if you point out that he does stupid things from time to time. Understand, the only reason the Republicans are trying to take back the Senate is because Trump went down to Georgia and cost them both of those runoff elections in 2020. If you remember, he was bitter from the outcome of the presidential election. And again, for all we know, maybe they did steal it from him. I don't have the proof. But when he went down and campaigned in those runoff elections and said, "Uh, who knows if your votes are even going to count? They gave me the business. I don't even see the point. I promise you that wasn't the type of campaign appearance the people who invited him down were hoping for. And what you'll notice is in a lot of these big races, okay, where the Republicans are on the verge of picking up major league real estate, talking about the governor's race in New York, similar to what they did with Glenn Youngkin down in Virginia, they're not running on a Trump platform, meaning they're not getting out there and being like, Trump loves me. Listen, they want his endorsement. It's powerful. But they're getting out there and they're running on the issues. Like Donald Trump, okay, if he wanted to get out and run on the fact that we didn't have inflation of eight points when he was president, smart. If he wants to get out and say we didn't have the fuel crisis when he was president, smart. If he wants to talk about how they did a better job of securing the border, all smart stuff. The the minute you start, you know, picking fights with other Republicans and upending whatever momentum the party has and turning this into a sideshow about anything other than the issues, that's how you wind up costing your party. So, again, 
It's a wild pitch by Trump. He throws a lot of them. I'm not telling you to get mad at Trump. I'm not, you know, telling screw you. You know, we, we don't care now. We're going Democrat. That's not the case. The point is, though, you got to do better. You got to show a little more command of the fastball than that. Because here is the thing. There's a very good chance they do both run for president in 2024. OK, at which point there'd be plenty of time for them to battle each other. But right now, 24 hours away from what we're told are the most important elections of our lifetime. What I think you're supposed to do is focus on your opponent, because Ron DeSantis is no one's opponent tomorrow in the Republican Party. But the Democrats are. Correct the mundo. Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, boy, we are lacing him up for a big hour on Fox Across America. Herschel Walker, he is a Heisman Trophy winner, a man who's hoping to win the Georgia Senate seat tomorrow. He's going to be stopping by in this hour to take issue with some of the characterizations of this man. The wheels have come off. We're less than 24 hours away from midterms. And now it's just, you know, Republicans are going to ban elections. Jim Clyburn said this is how Hitler got started. Now we've got Joe Scarborough telling us that Herschel Walker isn't qualified to be a senator. The same Joe Scarborough who is something for John Fetterman, who I don't mean to make light of his health conditions because there, but for the grace of God, go I. Uh, But it's very hard to watch, you know, a Fetterman or a Biden say that you support them and then turn around in the next breath and go after a guy like Herschel Walker, who, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting several times. And I have to say, despite all of the characterizations of him, you know, his troubled history with women and relationships and did he pay for abortions or didn't he? I I don't have an answer to that. The only thing I can tell you is Gloria Allred has gotten involved on behalf of all of his victims. You know, the same Gloria Allred who got involved on behalf of the 35 made-up women who came forward to slander Brett Kavanaugh. And then all went away the minute the case died. You know, it's it's hard to say. But the reason Republicans are winning, the reason they're poised to win tomorrow is they're really running on nothing but kitchen table issues. Can we afford it? Do we feel safe on the way to the store to buy it? Can we afford to put gas in the car so we can get to that store? That's what the Republicans are running on. The Democrats have handed him such a massive opening. I have an op-ed about this. It's going to go live tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. on the Fox News website. Tomorrow's Election Day. It's an honor uh, to get on the site and be a part of the Election Day programming. And uh, I was basically just writing over the weekend about how I'm amazed at the Democrats picking the wrong battle. But that's exactly what they've done. And this latest one is really it's just weird to me that this is what we're down to now, because what's happened is, you know, people in this country are facing a quality of life decline, a quality of life erosion that most of you listening have never witnessed before. Like we hear a lot about Jimmy Carter. You know, Biden's the worst president since Jimmy Carter. It's probably true. okay, but Jimmy Carter was still over 40 years ago. You know, so if you are of my vintage, you know, I'm 44 years old, 45 years old. Right. Jenny, if you're listening, text me. I always get it wrong. Um, You know, I know the name Jimmy Carter, uh, but I wasn't an adult paying attention to quality of life issues when I was four or five years old. You know, I was born in 76, you know, but when you see what's going on now around the country, 
it's something that to a lot of people, whether you live through Jimmy Carter or not, is still unprecedented. Jimmy Carter, we had inflation at the end of his term. We had a fuel shortage at the end of his term. Biden has created these things at the very beginning of his term. Okay, we're not even two full years into this mess. And you've got a record high of inflation. You've got a fuel crisis. You've got a wide open border. And again, you've got soaring crime stats based on the fact that when Democrats wanted to defund the police, the guy who's supposed to be their leader didn't step in to stop them. Okay, Joe Biden was very much part and parcel of that summer of 2020 where they created more empathy for the criminal than they did for the cop. And that's why the country's suffering in the way it is now. It's really bad out there, man. So when you hear Joe Scarborough go in on Kershaw Walker, okay, he said, when I see Herschel Walker out there, I actually see that as a tragedy for Herschel and his family. He doesn't belong there. He's been pushed out there by power, by Trump. He's not ready for prime time. And he keeps saying things that are just absolutely humiliating. Really? Now do Fetterman. I mean, come on, man. When I say, like, we're living in the death of shame, this is embarrassing stuff. You got poor Fetterman. I, I, I have gone to great lengths to not make fun of the guy's health condition because you shouldn't, okay? It's not his fault. But when you talk about embarrassing your family and being pushed out there when you shouldn't have, dude, you voted for Joe Biden, the only man we know who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know, uh, Okay, here's Fetterman talking about running on Roe versus Wade and celebrating the demise of Roe versus Wade. I don't know how that works. Clip 13. We're going to need every one of you to vote and tell your friends and your families to make sure you're willing to make sure you out to turn out every vote. I run on Roe v. Wade. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade. <laughs> I run on Roe v. Wade. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade. What the hell did you just say? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, but that being said, Joe Scarborough wants you to know that it's not John Fetterman who is simultaneously running on Roe v. Wade and celebrating the demise of Roe v. Wade. He's not the guy who's unqualified. It's not Joe Biden who gets the stadies in wrong half the time. Uh, no, it's Herschel Walker. Here it is, clip 21. When I see Herschel out there, I actually see that as a tragedy for Herschel and his family. He doesn't belong there. He's been pushed out there by power, but by Donald Trump. He's not ready for prime time, and he keeps saying things that are just absolutely humiliating. I, I do find it, I, I just, I can't, I, I can't believe that the people of Georgia would vote for a guy that has had as many problems it's just not as he's been job. having. It's not fit for the job, not qualified for the job, and, and, and doesn't, he doesn't have the capacity to effectively be a United States senator. <laughs> I don't have any friends. Nobody likes Joe Scarborough. Like, make it t- I mean, if you knew how much they hate each other, oh, my gosh. Like, I, you know, it sounds silly to say when I say these things, but, like, I am walking around in the most elite media circles in the world. Like, whether we're talking about here at Fox News or the biggest channel on the planet or the fact that I'm going to events like the White House Correspondents Dinner and interacting with all of these people. And, yes, we're on a lot of the same social circuits here in New York. Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski are two of the most despised human beings that have ever worked in any profession. 
profession, let alone media. But one of the reasons that people loathe them so much is because they're just so brazenly disingenuous. People that support John Fetterman, again, who is a recovering stroke victim, who is really in no physical capacity, can't even have a conversation, but they want you to, in one breath, take them at their word that he's the best answer for the Senate in Pennsylvania, but then in the next breath tell you that they're some type of cognitive assessment experts and that Herschel Walker shouldn't be running. I mean, come on, dude. It's embarrassing. But that's who you're dealing with. People that work in media that can't get their partisan bias out of the way inevitably from time to time, expose themselves to such staggering levels of hypocrisy. But the reason they can charge forward without owning it or acknowledging it is because a lot of them are sociopaths. He knows what he's talking about. Straight sociopaths, okay? And it's not unique to Joe and Mika on MSNBC. Here is Joy Reid. I played you this clip last week. She says people are only focused on inflation because the Republicans taught them the word inflation. This is clip 28. The only people I ever heard here use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com- the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word, and they they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, you know, the reasons they really want to vote. What would you do with the brain if you had one? The very fair question to ask her. Okay, understand, when it comes to inflation, are you ready for this? It matters. It's not the word, it's the cost. Nobody's mad about the word inflation. Republicans didn't teach them the word inflation. Yes, they are hearing the word inflation a lot more now. You want to know why? Because it's higher than it's been in 40 years. Oh, wow. So, yes, they are hearing a lot more about the word inflation. Reason being is we didn't have any before these stupid policies got going. There's a reason you heard the word terrorism a lot after September 11th, because we just had some. Okay, that's how inflation works. Words become relevant in the national vernacular when we are experiencing the issues associated with said words. But do you understand the level of condescension these elite media snobs have towards everyday people? I mean, think of how dumb... She has to believe you are, that you wouldn't have been paying attention to inflation if Republicans didn't drill that word into your skull. Like you wouldn't have noticed that every time you went to the grocery store, your money went a third of a way as far as it used to. You wouldn't have noticed that every time you opened up your bank account, you'd saved a lot less than you were used to saving if you were lucky enough to save. You wouldn't have noticed when you went to the gas pump that you were spending an extra $20 a tank on gas. You wouldn't have noticed any of those things. But those pesky, evil Republicans, how dare they teach stupid little you to look out for yourself? And it's no different than Joe Scarborough saying what he says about Herschel Walker. How stupid does he think you are that a guy who's supported Joe Biden and John Fetterman wants you to believe with a straight face that he's issuing good cognitive assessments when it comes to characters for high office? Okay, these are just people 
who are so blinded by their own emotion and their own self-hatred that they can't hear themselves talking to you. But it's the running joke of right now. We have a lot of liberal elites. I've met them all. I know them all. It's so funny. It is, and it's really funny, and it's the ultimate indictment of them that I can hang with these people because, believe me, I don't come from any type of fancy education, and I'm not that smart, dude. I mean, I walk around with myself all day. You might say I make a good point on the radio or the television every day. Fine. But what about the other 23 hours a day when I'm walking around on my own? It ain't pretty, man. I'm not here. Believe me, no one's copying off me on a test. But you can hang with these people because they're idiots. That's the biggest joke of right now. Okay, the Democrats thought it was fine all summer that they were going to run on abortion. That's what they thought. That's what the liberals in the media thought. These are the smart people. These are the geniuses. Now, of course, we should run on abortion and climate change. That's going to win us the election. That's what they thought because they knew better than you. You know, if they just told you that you had to worry about the environment, you had to worry about abortion, the Republicans going to ban abortion. Never mind that that's a lie. Okay, overturning Roe versus Wade just sent it back to the states. Each individual state is going to write a vote on how much abortion they're willing to tolerate. That's what's going to become of abortion. People are going to have a say. Roe versus Wade denied people a say, gave the federal government final say, took away states' rights. That's why it got overturned. But you understand they continue to get out there and lie, wildly out of touch with the things you prioritize because they think they know better. And what makes tomorrow night so special, so special and wonderful. And again, I'm a Fox News host, but I ain't watching a lot of Fox News tomorrow night. I'll be watching MSNBC so they can call us all a bunch of white supremacists and literally Hitlers and low information voters who voted against our own interest. Because in their worldview, you might be broke. You might be scared to go to the store in the city you live in. You might have a hard time putting gas in the car. But in their worldview, all you really should care about is climate change and abortion. And that's why tomorrow night is going to be as funny as it is. It's because all the people who think they're so much smarter than you are about to get out of bed tomorrow and figure out just how dumb they really were. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Herschel Walker is a Republican nominee for the Senate down in Georgia. He joins us in the next break. But joining us right now from Dayton, Ohio, Barb is on the line. Yo, Barb. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing? Better now. I needed some Ohio energy. You know, I'm married into that <laughs> mess out there. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, hopefully we can get Vance across the winning line, uh, finish line today. Yeah, he looks oh, no. sorry, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, he looks I'm good. Anxious. And I think you have a yeah. you have a Trump Vance rally coming up tonight, I believe. Yes, yes. And that's why I wanted to call. You know, mm-hmm. I am or was a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. I'm still a Trump supporter, but not for president. I really wish that he would not run again. And the reason is. I don't think he has enough time to turn this country around in just four years. We need someone who can be in there for a solid eight years and seriously save this country. Um, You know, the only way, in my opinion, that Mm -hmm. he can get anything done in a short four years is by executive order. And we can't keep implementing change by executive order because then we get a new president, Democrat, and they 
they eliminate all those orders, we have to make law so future presidents can't undo what previous uh, what the previous presidents did. I mean, t- look at the Keystone Pipeline, yep. for example. That should have never been wiped out by executive order. It's so. I think Trump should just continue helping to get good GOP candidates in mm-hmm. uh, Washington and just not run for president. It's, I, it feels like whenever I hear him talking, mm-hmm. it feels like he just wants to try to try to prove a a point, if yeah. you will, that he should have won the 2020 election and. Mm-hmm. We, it, it's just too important this time. We need someone that can be in there for eight years and and really save this country. I mean, listen, the country definitely needs the help. No question there. And uh, if I run into Trump, I'll certainly share your sentiments. Um, uh, but but the right to say this and this this is what matters right now. We're in a position where if the focus is on issues, the Republicans are going to win everything. I think the real danger of Trump running again is we're not going to be running on inflation or crime of the border. We're going to be running on 2020, you know, because exactly. and that's the real challenge we have here. And I, I think if you were to anonymously poll Republicans uh, within the party, they really don't want him to run because of the sideshow. But there's also a lot of people that stand to benefit by being that close to him if he gets back in power. So they've deluded themselves into thinking, you know, the rest of the country has made peace with him. But the truth is they haven't. Like, Trump's going to have a very hard time winning the nomination. Forget winning the general. Like, because I do think DeSantis will actually run against him. And I think in a tight, I I think in a tight race, he's going to have a hard time. You know, Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, Barb, I have some Ohio time coming up because I got to go see Jenny's family. So maybe we'll get together in Dayton when we're down there. Oh, that would be great. I would love to meet you in person. I love your show. I listen to you every day. Oh, Barb, you You sure know how to treat a girl. I didn't know that. Well, thank you. And uh, and I will be. It's a little further from you, but I'll be in Fort Wayne in December. We'll be hanging out in uh, at Summit City in Fort Wayne. So you that's know, not you... too far. Just a couple hours. Oh, then I don't want to hear it, Barb. Straight up seventy five. Make a left at Route thirty and get out to Fort Wayne. Come on, girlfriend. Let's talk. I'll about be it. there. All right, we'll talk. Well, I'll be looking for you. Thanks. Good, good stuff, Barb. You have a great day, Barb. Barb says she's going to be there in Fort Wayne. <laughs> I don't know. Barb, you're certainly welcome. It's probably about an hour and a half going up from Dayton to Fort Wayne, maybe two hours max. I mean, listen, I got people showing up to see me in Vegas that came in from Canada, Florida, and all over the freaking country, Barb. Put a couple of gallons of 87 octane in that thing and get up there. But we'll see. Herschel Walker, he's getting up here in a minute. We're going to have a little chit-chat about the other Republican extremist on the ballot. It's so funny right now. Everybody's an extremist. They're a threat to democracy. And then you watch them at the stump and they're like, yeah, I'll lower crime and get the economy under control. And I don't know. It just doesn't sound that extreme to me. I might be missing something. Maybe Herschel can explain when we come back right here on the big, bad, one and only high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to get back into the good graces of this next guest. Uh, he is, of course, a superstar candidate for Senate, the great state of Georgia. And uh, he doesn't know this, but one of our listeners brought me a package of dinner rolls to give to this man so he no longer wants to beat me up for stealing his dinner roll when we were hanging out in Pittsburgh. Herschel Walker is here to make peace with the show. Hey, man. 
Hello there. How are you doing? So did, I don't know if you heard all that, but I was out uh, doing stand-up on the road. I was in Spokane, Washington, and a family drove all the way to Spokane to give me a package of dinner rolls and said, give these to Herschel so he doesn't get mad at you for eating his rolls. So can we be friends now? <laughs> The rolls, the chicken, the vegetables, and everything. You ate everything on. Yo, hold on now, Walker. Hold on here. Back it up. I gotta to put it in football terms. I gotta throw the challenge flag. I'm on record for one roll. Don't drag the chicken and the salad into this. No one believes I eat a salad. Someone ate the chicken, and you were the only one there, so I'm gonna just assume it had to be you. Yeah, we gotta get. We need to get instant replay on the banquet circuit. That's that should be the yeah. first bill you sponsor when you get in there. Um, well. About it. Well, listen, your Bulldogs had a big win against Tennessee. Uh, I know you're feeling good about that. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Uh, I feel pretty good about tomorrow. You know, one of the things uh, the senator is talking about is runoff. Mm-hmm. And that tells you right there that he don't think he can win. Well, I do think I can win. Mm-hmm. I think the people of Georgia are saying that they're tired of this high inflation. I think they're saying that they're tired of the crime in the streets. They're tired of men and women's sports and those all the things he swore. Well, I'm against all that. So I think the people in Georgia are speaking, and I think tomorrow night they're going to show that uh, they don't want to run off. They want me to be the next United States senator. Hey, man, uh, listen, we're certainly pulling for you over here because when you look at what he has done, when you look at what the Democrats have done, not only to your state but to the country as a whole, they really don't have a case right now for voters other than to call right-wing guys extremists. You know, everyone's attacking you for anything they can think of and plenty of things I can't even think of. Uh, But the point is, I think the simple playbook that all Republicans are running on, not just yourself, which is, hey, let's make things more affordable and let's make the trip to the store safe so you don't have to fear violent crime the way you do now. It's a pretty simple message are the Democrats just out of touch with people that they think, you know, attacking you personally is a reason to swing the election as opposed to people's own personal interests? Well, they're totally out of touch. You know, I mean, they've done this in less than two short years, and yet now they don't want to address any of the issues. And the reason they don't want to address them, they don't have a solution for them. They make excuses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that the people are, are saying, that they're out of touch, because why are you not addressing the crime? Why are you not addressing this open border, this inflation? You know, you have a president that's saying the greatest threat to democracy is uh, electing a Republican. And I'm like, the greatest threat to democracy is, is you're in the White House. The greatest <laughs> threat to democracy is having someone like Senator Warnock voting four times against the Keystone Pipeline, giving up our energy. Yeah. And uh, I, that's what the people need to hear, that the greatest threat to democracy is having people in the White House that doesn't seem to care about the United States of America. They're supposed to represent the people of the United States of America, not make excuses. And they've done this in less than two short years, and they're asking for six more years. I don't know whether we can recover from something like that. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Herschel Walker's on the line if you're just joining us. Uh, You know, Herschel, like to put it in football terms, like it feels like Biden has got the country in a rebuild. You know when a franchise just has no hope of making the playoffs anytime soon, so they clean house? (laughs) Didn't it it feel like you got a president in rebuilding mode? I said, let's not say that we're not going to make the playoffs. Let's say that they got the, the, the C team in. <laughs> they got the C team in, but the game ain't over yet. It's time to put A team in. And I think the Republican Party can be the A team mm-hmm. because I, we can change, we can turn these things around. We can become energy independent again. Mm-hmm. There are uh, laws on the books that we can get this border at least under control for right now, and then we can work on that later. We can get crime off the street by supporting our men and women in blue. Mm-hmm. We can get rid of these pronouns out of our military. 
We can start getting our military strong again. So we can get things done, but it got to start tomorrow yep. by people getting out and vote. People got to vote for a Republican on a straight down the ticket Republican that believes in America, believes in the Constitution, that believes in the people of America, because sometimes you think that Joe Biden and his administration don't believe in the people. You know, they think the slogan, make America great again, is a bad slogan, but yet you live here in America. <laughs> if you live here in America, you want to make America great again. You want to make the citizen great again. You want to make everything America does great again because uh-huh. you live here. Yep. You know, we have all faults we do, but all faults are not should be shown all over the world that we can't get along. It shouldn't be shown that we're racist because we're not. Nope. And that's the guy I'm running against. He wants to say that we're a racist country mm-hmm. because he wants your vote. He wants to divide us. Yep. And I want to bring us together. And I say it all the time, 23 and me have screwed us all up. We don't know what we are, but what we do know that we're Americans. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, I, I would agree there. And if, if people could just root for the home team a little more, it would go a long way because they have run such a negative, you know, and it's been over the course of the last eight years. The Democrats have just like trashed America as a sport. That's kind of become the hallmark of what they do. And it sucks because, you know, if you are here living in this country, most people are in on the joke that we're the luckiest people in the world. And that's why people are trying to migrate here from everywhere else. But, you know, the Democrats, they really do. They're running on. It, it's funny. So much negativity and it's national negativity. But I wanted to ask you this. This is a local question, okay? Herschel Walker, Mr. Push-Up and, you know, sit-up and dip and everything in between. What is your election day meal? This has been fascinating me. This is your first time on the ballot as a senator. Do you switch up your routine tomorrow? Uh, no, I'm not going to switch up anything. You know, probably tomorrow I won't eat because uh, I'm getting ready to go to work for the Georgia people. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm getting ready to go to work, I don't eat because then when you eat, you mm-hmm. want to go to sleep. Yep. Well, I'm going to be up because I owe the American people and I know owe Georgia so much that I'm ready to go to work for them. Like as soon as they elect me in, I'm ready to go to work wow. because we got to bring this country back together. We got to bring Georgia back together. And the way I want to do that is try to try to find things we have in common first, mm-hmm. then trying to find things we don't have in common. I think trying to work on things we have in common. And I hope the first thing is that do you love America? Mm-hmm. And do you love the Constitution? Those are two things I hope that everybody has in common, that they love America and they love the Constitution. Let's see, can we work from there? All right. Listen, I, I think this is all great stuff. But when you win, somebody's going to offer you some type of wild steak dinner. And if you're not going to eat it, at least send no. it my way. Well, don't worry. I will send it your way. I know you are the, the human garbage disposal. So I can <laughs> send it for you. Walker! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I got to be senatorial. Oh, no. <laughs> Where's the where's the media handlers on that one? Oh, man, it was well deserved. But for the record, OK, just we could put this to bed once and for all. Yeah. I did not eat that roll. I do believe your lovely wife might have either a ate the roll or given it to somebody else. I did not eat it. That's number one. Uh, number number two, uh, the people who came to my show were genuinely in fear of my life because they said if I ran into you, you were actually going to kill me. Can you just declare once and for all that my life is not at risk? No, your life is not at risk, but, you know, you sound just like a Democrat because you told me you didn't do something when you know you did it. And stuff. So I thought, I'm like, you're good at being around people in Washington because you know you did that. But it's okay because that's going to be all right with it. It's, I, it I, I, like, you sound just like you're from Washington. I'm like, wow. You, you know, Biden calls it Putin's price hike. I'm saying it's Putin's roll theft. That's what I'm doing. I'm pulling a Biden. I'm passing the buck on okay, this one. Okay, we're playing Putin. Putin did it. He ate the roll <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, listen, I, 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 for one, believe you're going to win. I don't believe there's going to be a runoff. Um, I got a lot of faith in you, man. And the people who listen to this show day in and day out really appreciate the approach you've taken to this race, which is to focus on the issues. I know they've tried to get into all kinds of sensationalism and sidetrack you. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, you just keep running it between the tackles. So don't change anything now, man. I'm not because, you know, the people need to know what you can do for them, not know about uh, everyone's personal life or try to make up a personal life. I think right now people want to know if you're going to be a good leader. And right now I think I've proven I'm the leader and Senator Warnock is a follower. He voted with Joe Biden 96% of the time. That means he's following Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's going to head him off the stage in the wrong direction. So they got to confuse a little bit. You ain't kidding, man. Well, finish up strong, man. We're, we're, we're in the red zone now. And you're looking yeah. good, man. Keep uh, you know. No more eating rolls. No more. <laughs> All right, I'm on the case. I'll play some. I'll play some defense the next time I see it. But great work, my man. Finish up strong, and we'll talk to you after you win. Hey, thank you, Nine. Remember to tell them go to teamherschel.com and let's go win this great seat. Let's go, baby. All right, you got this, Herschel. See, see you, my man. Teamherschel.com. I can confirm that my life is no longer in danger. He said he's not going to hurt me if he runs into me. He did call me, I believe, was the term a human garbage disposal? Is that what he called me? Wow, this is some tough love on this show, Herschel. Herschel Walker, your next senator from Georgia, just said to me, You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're a fat f- Look at you. I did not see that one coming. Wow. Just for the record, really quickly, you guys. Because I tell you guys everything. I mean everything. You know way too much. Nobody who's in a position of, you know, um, you know, national media prominence, and I'm not saying I'm like by famous or anything by any stretch. I'm kind of just getting going here. Uh, we're having a hell of a good ride so far. I'm certainly not complaining. Uh, but I tell you guys everything, like things you don't need to know, but I find interesting, so I just tell you. This, this, this Herschel Walker role scandal never would have seen the light of day. But I told you guys, said, hey, I was at the Founders Award, WJAS, okay? It's a legendary radio station out in Pittsburgh. They're owned by the legendary St. Barnabas Healthcare chain, uh, of, and they do this glorious event every year, okay, where they give out the Founders Award to somebody who they think best exemplifies the spirit of St. Barnabas and helping others and, you know, putting the needs of others ahead of themselves, and it's for selflessness, and it's for someone doing great inspirational work in the community. Well, they were honoring Herschel Walker this year, and because I'm a personality on WJAS out there on the radio, they had me out to host the dinner. And it was, you know, quite the high honor to be hosting a big black tie affair that does all of this good in the world. So, of course, I'm there. Like, I am there. So I show up and, you know, me and Herschel, his lovely wife and some of the Fox reps are all hanging out and having dinner together. And I to this day, I don't know who stole this man's dinner roll. I also he I also believe he wasn't going to eat it anyway, okay? Because he's on a very strict diet. He does his five thousand push-ups, his five thousand sit-ups. He doesn't actually eat a lot. Herschel Walker, but somehow after his speech, his roll was missing. Now I don't know if somebody took the wrong one, but I promise you, I I on anything that would matter, I did not take this guy's roll. You're not telling me the truth. No, I did not. <laughs> That's not true. I didn't. And the point is, I only br- I only brought it up because I thought it was so funny because he came back after giving a speech like he tells a really funny speech when he's out there. He talks about growing up in Georgia and how, you know, he had a little bit of a stutter in middle school and he cured himself by reading in front of the mirror. 
and then he wasn't really thrilled with the shape of his body in seventh grade going into eighth grade, so he started what has become one of the most wor- legendary workout regiments we've ever heard of, which ultimately propelled him into becoming this high school athletic sensation, which turned him into Herschel Walker, the college superstar, which turned him into Herschel Walker, the NFL star. So he basically walks you through that evolution within his life, and it's a very fascinating story, but it's very funny. He talks about being on the Cowboys and getting traded, and at one point he's traded to the Minnesota, you know, he's getting trades to the Minnesota Vikings from the Cowboys. It's this huge trade, but he wants no part of going to Minnesota in the winter. So he's holding out and he's fighting with Jerry Jones to get a better deal and to get him to buy stuff. And it's a really hilarious, funny, insightful look into what it's like to be Herschel Walker. And as he's sitting there giving that speech, I don't know who, but somebody either reached onto the wrong plate uh, or just knowingly absconded the guy's role. But the point is, it was not me. And the listeners who came to my show in Spokane two weeks ago brought me a package of Hawaiian rolls to give to Herschel to say, like, hey, you better give this to him so he stops being mad at you. I don't believe he was actually mad at me. Uh, but I do. But and honestly, he wasn't. He wasn't even remotely close to, to being mad at me. But, you know, we've been joking about it every time he comes on the air since. But I'm trying to give you that level of transparency about the event just the same as he Because the truth is, like, right now, in this moment in our politics, as stupid and as long-winded as this whole rambling story was, okay, the way forward is actually very short and simple, okay? The way forward in this country right now is so easy. That's why I'm never discouraged. As bad as things are, okay, it's very simple. You get back into power as Republicans, okay? You support the police, you lock up the bad guys. No more woke bail reforms. Uh, Lee Zeldin is running for governor of New York, is vowing to fire Alvin Bragg on his first day in power. Uh, he couldn't fire the guy fast enough. He's the idiot that passed every one of these woke bail initiatives that let all the criminals back out of jail. Everything woke turns to Totally. Okay, but you, you, you solidify support for the police. You secure the border. You stop spending money. It's all you got to do. Okay, the root cause of inflation is Washington. Them spending money is why you have inflation. Okay, them declaring a rhetorical war on the police is why you have high crime. Them declaring a rhetorical war and a physical war on fossil fuel production in this country is why you have high gas prices. Okay, them declaring war on border security is why we have a fentanyl crisis in all 50 states. The path forward is actually really, really simple. Support the cops, stop spending money, secure the border. This country is a home run. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, don't worry. I will send it your way. I know you are the the human garbage disposal. (laughs) Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And that is the production team taking a cheap shot, replaying Herschel Walker's claims that I am a human garbage disposal. That was what he said. That's what he said to me. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I disagree. Josh, did you love that so much? Is that why you just played that again? It was just so out of nowhere. Usually you get the guarded candidate, but that was just straight to the heart. (laughs) 
<laughs> a day before the election, you understand that's the effect this show has on people. That's the one thing we're doing that is so different. A day before the election, a guy gets on and it's just talking points, talking points, talking points, talking points. We don't have that on that show, on the show. That's why it works the way it does is because it's just so raw and so human that a man who is running for United States Senate just stopped himself <laughs> mid-sentence to call me a human garbage disposal. And I will have you know, Herschel Walker, everyone who comes out and meets me, everyone, they're like, wow, you, you're a lot skinnier than you make yourself sound on the radio. Yeah, because I'm not actually like 800 pounds. I'm just an 800-pound man trapped in a 250-pound man's body. Like, I talk about food a lot because it's all I think about. It's all I care about. I care about the country, too, though. So let me pivot to a little segue. Let's have a little you and me moment before we wrap this bad boy up. Uh, tomorrow is Election Day. Uh, midterms will be underway when we get on the air I don't know that we'll have results anytime soon. They're telling us in some of the battleground states it could take as long as a week. But all I'm going to tell you, okay, is if I had to make a prediction, I have an op-ed that will go live tomorrow morning on foxnews.com. Republicans are going to win everything because the Democrats just got so wildly out of touch they stopped listening to themselves. Bill Clinton, who's supposed to be as good of a campaigner as anyone who's ever lived, here he is downplaying crime in New York, which happens to be the one city where SEAL Team 6 goes to get scared. Here it is, clip 11. Lee Selson, she makes it, he makes it sound like Kathy Hochul gets up every morning, goes to the nearest subway stop, and hands out billy clubs and baseball bats <laughs> so everybody gets on the subway, doesn't he? It looks like he's auditioning to replace Dwayne Johnson in all those movies. That was embarrassing. Yeah, he lost his fastball. That's a really lame attempt to take down Lee Zeldin. He makes it sound like Kathy Hochul's going to the subway, hands out billy bats and baseball. Would you stop it, you idiots? Bill Clinton should stick to doing what he does best, which is interns. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.